Welcome to the Storytime Podcast. I'm your host, Chapmonius. On this award-winning episode, Cliff and I discuss if there still is a need for participation trophies. Are we the cause for labeling the ordinary extraordinary? Is that cheap six-inch plastic die-cast piece of metal the epitome of success? Or even hard work for that matter? Hey, I still shine my 1983 Crenshaw YMCA participation trophy, even if it doesn't have my name on it. Enjoy. This episode, we're going to talk about the wussification of America. In particular, we're going to talk about participation trophies. And on this episode, I have a good friend of mine, Cliff. Hey, Cliff, how you doing? Doing well, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for participating and giving us your two cents on participation trophies. I guess you, I can take it you don't like them or you love them. I do not uh, like them at all. Now, tell me, when, did you, when was your first participation trophy? See, I like to start in the beginning of things. When was your first participation trophy? That you can remember. That I can remember. Well, I know I got one at six years old when I first played in my first, because I didn't start at T-ball. You know, I went straight into the fast pitch. Mm-hmm. And our team sucked. And I remember getting a trophy at the end of the year. My mom saying, look how, look how good you guys did. But I didn't think any of, anything of it until I started getting into my, you know, 12 and 13-year-olds when I would knew the score of the game and, you know, all the kids on the team knew what was going on. And then they tell you that, hey, you did such a good job. And then we're all looking around at each other like, man, we lost. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I guess I got to say, those that was my first go around with participation trophies is all the leagues and all the areas for all the kids. There's always a little consolation prize for the losers so they don't feel like total losers. And, and me, in my opinion, is is the feeling of losing should not be should not be, you know, uh, shielded, right? Shielded or rewarded. Mm-hmm. You know, that feeling of loss and 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 misachievement that sh- that should be remembered and right. and and you know encouraged or cultivated so that the thought of that doesn't have to or the feeling of that doesn't have to be repeated, or it should be repeated as less as possible. You know. Right, I agree. I agree. It's just I, I remember, you know, being in little leagues in the eighties and getting participation trophies and not thinking anything of it. I just remember right. my parents putting it up on the shelf and I never looked at it again. I mean, I mean if I stood by the shelf and looked at it, I mean, that's about as far as it went. But it was you know, I never went, Ooh, I got this participation trophy and I won trophies first place. I won, you know, most improved player MVP. I never went by the trophy and said, Hey, you know what? That's my trophy. Let me whack, you know, let me take a cloth and wipe off the dust. It was just like, right. bam, we just move on. Right. But now, you know, nowadays to me, it seems like that that emphasis on that trophy is now more for, for the parent, you know, to right. appease the parent, you know, that all oh, my kid got something out of this, you know, because, you know, let's face it, not everybody's kid is on the field all the time. Right. And not everybody's parent was a, you know, uh, all elite athlete. You know, right. You have some out there, which, you know, you got the James Harrisons who take away the, the participation trophies, and there's some, you know, believe, but you also got people like like Kobe Bryant who say it's really not that bad. So it, 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 I think, it, and you kind of hit on a point, it's the, I think it's the parents' fault. I, and, this, and this is my lead up to it, is that it's, it's more so that the parents don't have to feel bad about their kids feeling bad for not achieving. Right. 
You know, if the kid felt bad in the end, he'd be like, man, I hated that feeling. You know, let me go do something so I don't have to do it again. But if, you know, if mom and dad do the extra 10 feet for you, what's, what's to say you're going to finish anything in life? Right, exactly. You know, yeah. I, it, and I think like, and I brought the, you know, the point about the, the parents who were not elite athletes who were probably received those participation trophies when they were young and didn't understand the experience of winning. Because everybody doesn't win, you know. Everybody was extraordinary. There'd be no extraordinary people, right? So, the parents are the ones that say, you know what? I think they're the cause because instead of, in my opinion, let's leave my opinion. I, I, participation trophies are shouldn't be stigmatized. I believe it should be a a you know I guess you can say a moniker or a basically saying that hey through this year through this process. I participate in this program and this is just a resemble, you know, just as just a, uh, a symbol of us participating. Now the parents issue to me would be, Oh no, you're a winner at heart. You know what I'm saying? You're always going to be a winner in my eyes. That's the, that's the thing that, you know, the disillusion. There you go. The disillusion. That, that's what hurts the child more than the participation trophy. It's the stick. Yes. Play, or it's the elitism put on that. I guess that's the right phrase putting on that trophy that it's bigger than it should be. Right. And there's creating this amount of achievement in people. So now I've, I've from my generation and, and the ones younger than me, <clears throat> I've now reached a, you know, a, a level in my position where I encounter to have to train people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm running into these younger guys who are at least 20 years younger than me. And uh, we're not 20, but, you know, like, uh, let's see how I'm 37. In, so. in the early 20s. In their early 20s, and their work ethic is completely different from, from what I'm expecting or what I expect mm-hmm. of myself. And, and uh, they're looking at me like, we're not going to do this together? Like, you do this all by yourself? Right. I'm trying to explain to them, like, I'm training you so that you can go do this by yourself. You know, what does it say? Uh, genuine knowledge is the result of direct experience? Right. Not, not me holding your hand, like push A, push B, push C. You got to learn through trial and error. That's, I mean, you don't know the stove was hot until you touch the stove. Right. Now, I'm a big proponent of learning like that because I, you know, I, I learn like that. And, you know, if, if anything, I'm right there to, to verbally explain to them, you know, the process. But as, as an adult, you're an adult here. We're all here in an adult place. We're not here to play video games or, right. or white, white baby's butts, you know, everybody here has a job to do. And, I'm not into explaining the job over and over again as a babysitter would. You know, it's not, it's right. not, it's not up to me, you know, to keep explaining things that are the, the, the beginning blocks. We're not talking about the finish end product. We're talking mm-hmm. about how we start. If right. you're still asking questions about how we start, you know, then, you know, you you're not, you're not doing that extra 10 feet. You're not paying attention, you know? And to me, that just goes back to the amount of, like, you didn't have to do all that much to get this trophy. Being coddled through the whole process. The whole process. And now it's creating these, like, uh, people that do not finish or they feel like an extra hand is, is, is not, an extra hand is expected. Yeah, I think uh, what is what is uh, Adam Crowley call? He calls it ninety percenters. 
Nine, the ninety tennis, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, he and and I'm running into so many of these people where it's just like I got this one dude. He's exactly ninety percent. Mm-hmm. He's got the attitude, look, and everything, and then he 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 just doesn't do the extra ten percent to remember what's going on to to do things. Uh, just you know, exactly like I told him. You know, come on, man. I could show you something, and how you interpret it is 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 not really up for debate in the kind of situation that that I'm in with these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, I tell them two feet from the ends. Now, I, now, so everybody has perspective. I deal with like twenty foot pieces of outside wood deck. Mm-hmm. So if I tell somebody two feet from the end, you know, it's two feet from the end. You know, if you have to bust out your measuring tape, bust out your measuring tape. Right. So to to tie this in, you still you believe that because of and I'm not trying to minimize, I'm not trying to you know simplify, but so you're saying that because participation trophies were so are so prevalent, is that these kids are basically think they're winners just by clocking in to your job, just by showing up, just for showing their winners for showing up. Yeah, like you know, you know, showing up is just showing up. You know, that's that's ninety percent in itself. Well, you're supposed to show up, right? That's your job. I mean, I mean, technically, that's the bare minimum. Yeah. The bare minimum is for you. I mean, you know, unless you I mean you're getting talking about the preamble stuff, like about you know washing your washing your ass and brushing your teeth. We're talking about you showing up. You know, it's it's those it's those those same kind of guys. And I'm not trying to go on a tangent about millennials or youngins or those in the workforce. It's just those are the same guys that either they show up. They don't show up or they show up and they show up half-assed. Like, you know, the uniform is not right. You can right. tell that they, they're not 100% into that. They're not 100% aware. Right. They're not ready to go. When coaches talking, they off, they off, you know, they in their helmets or they fussing with their cleats or, or you know, they in the outfield looking up at the bugs or, you know what I mean? And that's the coaches. That's the coach. I wouldn't say the coaches. 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 Oh, it's, 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 every, it's every adult figure in that child's life that let them slide and then rewarded them with a trophy at the end of the season. Well, you got to, man, how many times you played in the outfit or saw a nice little yellow butterfly? Oh, I was that kid. And you look at it going, I'm going to grab it and I'm going to take it and I'm going to, I ain't going to tell you what to do with little kids. But yeah, you know, you, you, you know, you don't have the attention span like a, like a Ken Griffin would, you know. I know that. I know that. But my mom, I could hear my mom from the outfield. (laughs) You know, Clifford. Attention, you know, that snapped me back in and I'm back Get in. Get your the- head out your ass. Yeah, you know, right. she would never let me just sit out there and daydream out in the outfield. <clears throat> you know, her her general response was, you know, I paid money for this. You gonna you know, you gonna do this correct. And it's, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because when you think and, and I, I know because you know we'll get into it later, I, I used to run a basketball program. And a part of the allure would be, okay, you get a uniform, you get the jersey. Like, let's talk about basketball. Jersey and the shorts. Right. And you'll get, you know, 16 games a season. We'll pay for the referees. And you'll get a trophy. It's, it's, never, it's never the top thing. It's always the bottom thing. Right. And, and I think, you know, we got to the point where that became more of a, uh, you know, an up buy. You know, when you go to a store and you, or you go to get a car dealership. Oh, yeah, let me put the free coat of, uh, what you call them on it? The free coat of a... Uh, of clear, you know, a clear on your car. So, you know, for dust and dirt and rocks and stuff like that, it's the last thing they sell you because it's really insignificant. Just like right. I the, the participation trophies are significant. I think right. what makes it, and I keep saying it again, is that these adults 
who are misguided in trying to, like we talked about before, coddle, protect, try to make them believe that they're extraordinary when they're not. Yes. There's got to be, you know, I hate to say it, there's got to be more, there has to be more ditch diggers than there are, you know, Michael Eric Dysons or, you know, Stephen Hawking's. There's, there has to be because that's just the way the world sets up. You're not going to, for every baseball team that I've ever played for, nobody's ever played in the pros. And they were some damn good baseball players. I mean, think of how many players you played, you know, in, in every sport you played in. They were, they were good, but how many can you name are in the NFL? None. Is there, I mean, you probably, like I said, there's going to be some out there that, you know, that listen to this podcast and go, yeah, I remember I played with this. I played, you know, I, you know, I've, you know, I, 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 I just don't understand how we have to make it at this point. And I think even in 2018 has gotten worse because those parents who, and not to digress, but it thinks needs to be said that those parents who wanted those participation trophies, wanted them, these kids, their kids to be their friends. And you don't want to tell yes. you how crappy you are. Right. You know, a parent, you need to. Yeah. You know, as, as a parent, not saving the rod, as they say, or sparing the rod. Right. You know, you know, that benefits your child in the, in the laters because they're going to remember flashback 20 years later, like, oh, man, I can thank my parents because they sent me right when I was acting wrong, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. that tends to breed respect and, and you know, what can I say, uh, uh, genuine work, you know, or respect for everything that you do. And ethic. You know, you have a work ethic, you have a, a social ethic, you know, you conduct yourself in a way that's, that's, you know, uh, regimented, you know, you don't let the, you don't let things, uh, oh man, kind of pausing here. No, no, I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's just when you don't, I think it, it starts from the, in that formidable age when you're eight, nine, and you're at, looking at those butterflies, you know what I'm saying? You've got to tell them, you know, if you're going to, the next year when you're, you sign that sum up, sun up. You're gonna be telling, "Hey, less butterflies, more concentrating on the ball." Right, you know we play the game or not, you know. Right, right. We'll- you know, if I want to sign you up for nature class, I could have did that. And like your mom said, "Hey, Cliff, I'm paying. I'm paying top dollar for it." I mean, back then it probably was what 50, 60 bucks. I can only imagine what the price is now, with the you know with, with all the stuff that goes on, the high end uniforms and stuff like that. I can only imagine because. It's always about the jersey, you know, and, and the fly cleats, and, and it's never about the trophy. So, right. so, for me, in my opinion, I say, why even hand them out? It would make those other three trophies that more and more valuable because then they're rare. The trophies become rare and they become valuable now because now you earned a position that has been rewarded with this tall statue type thing. Now, I know I'm a believer there's no worshiping idols and all that, it's not an idol if it's an achievement. Right. You you should you should you should reward the process, reward the hustle. Right. You know, and not necessarily have to be a trophy. It could be a plaque. You know, it could be something else. Right. It could be anything. But, you know, I, I, and if I was smart when I did the the league back then, I would give everybody shirts. Yeah. Because it's something they can use more than that trophy. That trophy probably and and those listening. I mean, you got kids. How many trophies are just piled up in a box in the back of the closet or in a garage somewhere? Or in some goodwill in, in in the trash landfills and all that. Exactly, exactly. And I think we have to. 
I think we have to reward the process. We have to reward the hustle. And we also, on the, on the opposite end, we had to tell them, hey, man, you know, and I think, and, and to go back to me, I think that's why I coached my son. Because, you know, everybody else is going to be like, good job. I'm going to be like, man, you know, you tried to, you know, one thing about him, he was a big kid when he was playing eight year, like eight, nine, and 10 year old flag football. And he was tall and he had an arm, but he didn't know how he tried to finesse things in there. You know, he tried to just dump it over. He tried to Tim Tebow it. When I wanted him to rock it, I wanted him to Joe Namath that stuff in there. <laughs> and he didn't understand. And I used to get frustrated with him because I wanted to understand not everything is just, you know, everything is just, you know, I wouldn't say soft, but everything doesn't have to be, you know, aimed in. Sometimes you got to, you know, force things in there. You got to fly things in there. And I used to upset him with that. And one day I said, dude, I yelled at him. I mean, I didn't yell at him. I just, he came off the field. I knew he was upset and I didn't want to be like, it'll be okay. Cause it's not okay. I kept telling you the whole season, stop, you know, it was just one play. Stop trying to, you know, just barely toss it in there. The play is designed for you to, you know, to throw the ball as hard as you can. Yeah. Meaning, you know, because if you throw, it was like basically a five, uh, a five yard out. And if you throw a five yard out softly, you know, it's going to be intercepted all the time because the dude's going to jump the route. So you got to throw it in there. And every time he throws it softly, it would get intercepted. And one day he came off the field and I was like, dude, I had my hands up like a shrug, like, dude, we talked about this. And he just started balling. <laughs> I felt bad, but I couldn't feel bad because, I mean, I, I, I didn't, this needed to happen. Right. It was alert. Right, because you can't keep, you know, praising repeated efforts. If efforts ain't changed, then what's the use of you praising them? Right. Then nothing would have nothing would have happened for Sherman. Right. Nothing would have changed. You now know, the attitude of I'm doing good enough and I'm being told okay, then I'm going to just continue to do what I'm doing and it's okay. Now, my thing is this. And to, uh, it's, it's, are you saying now, or are we saying that because we don't want the participation trophies, are we giving us this, this, this in a new era of all or nothing? Like if you don't win it all, you get nothing. No, it, it's not about that. It's 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 about the the rewarding. Because what about the kid that busts his ass that actually works at it? You know mm-hmm, what I mean. Mm-hmm. His team's over here. He just happens to be on one of those teams that's got you know twelve players. And, you know, only three of them is good. And, you know, he's busting his ass just to be one of them. And, you know, what about that kid, you know? Yeah, I think the coach should be the one. You know, I don't think, you know, I know the way I used to do it. I used to make individual awards for each kid. And, I mean, if it was like, you know, the, you know, it, it, I would say it would be a superlative would be like, you know, a most, uh, you know, most, uh, you know, person always on time. You know, not to make it, but it would be fun, like a funny type thing, you know, always there before us. You yeah, know? Those, are, those are team awards. You know yeah, team awards, yeah. I think that that's what that should be more important because it's coming from not the league. You know, it always reminds me, of, and not to, 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 to digress, you ever see, I know you've seen Bad News Bears. Yeah. And at the end when they give the big trophies to the Yankees and the Bears get their little small trophies, and they look at it like, what the hell is this compared to that big-ass trophy they got? Right. That should be the thing. That should be, you know, when team, I don't know how it is now. But I remember when my when I was coaching my son, how used to be these rows of of picnic not picnic tables like uh, like uh, long twelve foot tables. Just you know, first table always had the big big soup, you know, the championship trophies, and then there'd be like fifty tables of just small five six eight inch trophies, just all like just I mean hundreds of them. 
Right. And I think same trophy, all yeah. the same trophy and the right. same inscription. You know, no name, no personalization. And, and I tell you this, I played little league baseball from when I was six years old till I got into high school. And only two of those teams was playoff teams. Mm. And even when you made the playoffs, and just like you said, it was the championship table ones, and then every single other one that was different, or the all the other ones for the same for the teams that finished not the champion. You know what I mean? Right. All, all the trophies, both sides of the tables, both conferences, same same trophy, same inscription for everybody, except one said uh, AL, one said NL. Right. Was it? And I and I think you know and and I remember being you know in my little league. I played you know ball when he was in the league out in L.A. And we used to have our little uh, our um, our banquet at the Airport Park Hotel in Inglewood, right next to the Forum. Now it's not there anymore because now it's going to be the uh, the Rams Chargers football stadium. But I just remember you know the whole you know you had to dress up, you sat tables with your teams, and everybody was called up. And you got the participation trophy. And back then they put our names on it because it probably wasn't that many kids and probably was cheaper back then. But then we went up and it was the clapping and stuff like that. And that was the that was the feeling you get. It's not a feeling of whether you want or not. It's a feeling of, of community, of camaraderie. You follow what I'm saying? See, I felt that more in the team awards. Okay. Because that was, that was the group of people that you spent all day with, you know. Mm-hmm. You see these teams, you play, your, you play the opposing team for what, maybe – you know, an hour or so. And then, you know, you maybe got a friend who's from another district and he's on that team or whatever. And But for the most part, you're playing with that one group of kids. Now, the awards amongst them, you look around, you can see them all the time. So you, right. can, you, know, you can relish those moments with them. I felt them all more, <clears throat> more connected because I did it with this guy next to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I remember more of the the team, the coaches, you know, Coach Britton taking me, you know, he lived like around the corner from the park and he had like this a nice house and he had the pool and he would bring us all over and he would sit down with his raspy voice and tell us how good we did and how and and how and how shitty we were. Yeah. And I think that was I think that that sticks to me more with than than say, hey, like you said, I don't remember the trophies that are. You know, I don't even know if my they're gone now because. My father passed away, and all he was with him, so I don't know where that stuff went. But you know, I don't think. But I do remember the memories of the Airport Park Hotel, the banquets. I do remember, you know, like I said, going over to Coach's house and you know having the barbecue and him telling us, you know, what we can do. I remember even in high school playing baseball and, and the coach being, you know, not more or less. You, know, you didn't get trophies back then, you know, especially in high school. You didn't get, you know, if you were, you know, JV and you came in fifth place, there was no JV participation trophy. Right. You just got that hat. You mean you wore the hat. You had the, you know, the JV hat you wore. That shows you on the team. That was it. That was the jersey. You got to wear the jersey at school on game day, all that stuff. That was that was your participation reward. I remember kids signing up just to do that for the football team. Right, right, right. And, and I see the difference because our high school won the uh, uh, senior year, won the, the city championship, and they gave these big declarations from the uh, city council. Mm-hmm. That was, that was, you know, it's like, man, that's the, that's what you need. You need something that's regal and shows that you accomplished something versus, you know, here's your ribbon. Like I said, I'm probably playing it both ways, but 
I think the coaches and the and the parents should be the one that you know for the you know, like I said the team awards and the team concept they should be the ones that should instill those type of things into the kids. Well, that's the the, the whole work ethic and, and perspective on life is instilled by the parent, right? You know, that, that kid, whether the whether the parent was uh, absentee but trying at work or just not paying attention when they were around, you know, could steal the kid in, in, in a poor work ethic where he's only doing what he wants to do. You know, that whole, I always get what I want. You know, that, that'll translate into whatever sport they're trying to play or interest that they're trying to uh, accomplish, you know? Right. So, you know, that, that, <laughs> that you're still going to get it because even though you play video games all day and I'm still going to go get you whatever you yelled at me to go get attitude is, is, you know, in my opinion, destroying what a lot of our parents and grandparents have built. Right. Now, let's go to, to now. Now, I know you have three sons. Yes. And they all range from, you know, uh, uh, from 12 to what, two years? So Dickie just turned 13. 13, okay. Eight. Oh, I'm sorry, I have four sons. Oh, I feel so bad. And then no, Eddie. I'm my oldest, Eddie, and then Dennis Deacon, um, and then Aiden at eight, and Noah, a baby at two. But I'm saying eight, eight. Uh, uh, Eddie's in high school. He's an adult now, right? Basically. Yeah. See, I'm saying so that 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 ship already passed. I was. I think I should have explained myself better. Those you, those sons that you have that are in the participatory age of you know being in school, playing in school sports, playing in rec and park league sports, those are the ones that are going to be getting participation trophies. How are you going to handle that coming up when the league they're in or the school they're in are going to give them ribbons and and plaques and trophies and stuff? How are you going to react to that? Now, I would allow them to accept the trophy because, like you said, it says that you were there. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, but I have to explain to them that they give this out to everybody. Everybody gets this trophy, and that there are a special few that get a better looking trophy. Mm-hmm. You know, tell them that those few excelled in the sport or activity or thing, you know, whether it be a costume contest, their costume was better, bro. Sorry, man. You know, they put he, more effort into it, you think? put more effort into it, you know, they try a little harder, they, you know, you know, next year, next year, you know, you try, you know, try your hardest next year, think of something, mm-hmm. be more creative, you know, get it, get, get your research on, get ready, you got to train, you know, just like in anything, effort is required. Right, right, and it should be, a, 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 like, just think of it, just not even think about sports, think of it like, a, and I know your, your sons and, and, and even your daughter's going to be getting into it too, is the science fair projects. Where they, yes. you know, you do all the research, you do all the cutting and paste, and they put it all up on there because if we go back to the 90 percenters, we start that process because we want them, we want them to give the best of themselves, yet it's technically the best of what we think we are. Right. We, we give them these, you know, we do these volcanoes, we do these egg drops, we do all this stuff, and we put and it up on there. Know. And the teachers know who, who got help from which parent. Right, right. And then, but we still give them first, second, and third place trophies. I think we should be giving them effort. I think we should give them critiques. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't know if we give them critiques out in public like them during the award ceremony, but it has to be, and it ties into the parenting and to the coaching and to the community is saying, you know what, this is good. You're on this one. Next year's science project, you know, think about taking the next step. Right. You know, and, and to take a thing from, from, from another culture in Japan, they, they don't teach their children education until age threes and four. Okay. The first couple years when they're able to speak and all that, they're taught etiquette. Like you wow. go to class to learn etiquette in society. Mm-hmm. What you do here, this is what you do here. This is what this is. This is what this is. And then when you're able to speak and operate into the way society is, you know, then you can be taught what you know X and O and A and B and all that. One, two, and three. You know, you get taught everything. Right. But you're not. You know, some riddling, riddling, stuffing kid in the corner who can't shut up and is causing a distraction for the rest of the kids in the class. And America is just right. Right. You know. And you bring it up to see now. You bring up a whole thing about riddling and ADHD, which you know that's a whole nother cast in itself. You know, I, I don't. I'm trying to remember all the kids that had ADHD when I was growing up. I mean, the worst we had was the kid that used to. You know, open the blinds and play with his, you know, play with his wiener through the window. I'm sorry, this is an adult podcast. That was the crazy kid, or the kid that used to. You know, I had nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, those are the. I mean, that's about. Or you had the kid. You know, you had the. You know, you had that apartment or the house that was like, don't go over there because the, the lady's crazy and stuff like. That. I'm not talking about. It. I'm talking like where these kids that are supposedly hyperactive or have attention deficit disorders. I don't. I don't remember them having a special medicine for that back when I was young. No, it was, uh, you know, it, but, <laughs> now we don't talk about the stigmatization of, you know, African-Americans and how if they have some type of dyslexia or some type of, you know, cognitive learning disability that they're placed along with other kids that are, you know, or not even cognitive, but more or less, you know, they could be, like I said, dyslexia or, or just, you know, just learning, just maybe they're more tactile versus visual. Who knows? But they lump them all into one big group. And when, like, like I said, I don't want to jump into that whole aspect. But to, to I mean, t- that, that whole aspect ties into that. Uh, the whole, uh, everybody learns the, learns the same kind of teaching method. Mm-hmm. Plays into that whole participation. You participated in high school. Here, right. Here's your here's your piece of paper. Like, no, you didn't really educate that kid. You just got him through four years of social training and, and gave him some book knowledge and sent him on his way. Right, right, right. And if you can't, Cliff, if you can't, Cliff, state uh, if you can speak into your mic, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I know we get to talk and get animated and our face move around stuff like that, but it's all good. But continue. I'm sorry to interrupt you. All right, but no, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> the whole uh, everybody learns the same is just pushing people to their participation trophy. You know, not everybody learns by memorization and and sitting in the class and. You know, just reciting what the the dude uh, vomits at the front of the class. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's you know that's not really learning. That's not really being taught. And it, it ties into that community thing. I mean, if 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 young Cliff is out in that right field looking at butterflies and stuff, that coach has to know that I need to put extra. You know, you got your normal drills. Hey, everybody runs four laps. All right, we're gonna do hitting drills. You know, we'll do fielding drills. We'll do base running drills. We're just doing stuff to get through that hour. But are that community? Is that community? Is that parent? Is that coach helping that kid to understand why he's out there? 
you know, is he just out there to put on a uniform because the parents want him to? Or is he out there to to enjoy the game? And you really don't enjoy the game when you're young. You, you know what the hell's going on anyway. You don't enjoy the game until your peers enjoy the game. Right. When you're laughing and, and having fun and you're giggling with them. That's, that's, that was the whole catch-up, you know. You weren't doing things just to do things because, oh, you know, my boy over there, my boy over there, he got a bike. Dad, I need a bike. You know what I mean? I want to go with them. Right, 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 right. And you into the bike riding because your boys is into the bike riding. And the you same know? thing, you get into baseball because your friends are into baseball. Right. Because, see, I remember when I, growing up, you know, in the jungle, we had two baseball parks. We had Baldwin Hills and we had Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, in my opinion, was where the older kids, the kids that were should have been in the, in the Major League Baseball at the age of 15. That's where they played. But Baldwin had some good players, too. But the uh, – the um, and I'm, I'm trying to tie it back into it, is that the differences was that when I, when I grew up is that the older kids showed up and the older kids had their uniforms on and they were dirty and they had their cleats around their shoulders – and they showed up, you looked up to him. You were like, man. And you definitely looked up to him when they played for Jackie Robinson. Because mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, those dudes were, they were like, you know, I mean, I've never seen a, I mean, I remember a friend of mine taking me to a game. And these kids, these 13 or 14 year olds were shooting double plays like it was like, like off a video game. And then the, the juxtaposed to going to Baldwin. And, you know, you got the kid who's throwing with their left hand, but they're really right hand and they're tossing the ball all over the place. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You got that thing. But I used to see that. I used to go, man, I want to be just like Terry Tramble. Oh, man, I'll be like just like Derek Mingo. I'll be like just like Demo. You know, these cats used to wear, I mean, they used to, the, but they wore, they were like Deion Sanders before Deion Sanders. These cats were were legit. You know what I'm saying? These Because that's where the group, so that made me want to love the sport. Now, when I got out there, I still look for butterflies. You know, I still kick rocks around. I still picked my nose. But then I ended up being like them. Right, the goal, but there was the goal. There was the the positive emulation. You know, right. how do I get good like them? And you come back and you go, "How you did you win? Oh man, y'all didn't win. Oh y'all sorry. You know what I'm saying? That was the kind of thing. Oh, you didn't win a championship. Well, we did. You know that type of thing. That was the that was the pressure that I think kids should have had. Those dudes that work for you, that they they don't have that mutual pressure. It's always that mutual entitlement issue where it's like, well, we didn't win. Oh, we're all Eeyores. You know what I'm saying? We all didn't win. We're all losers. No, you're not. I'm still going to get hired. You know what I mean? Like, right. You know, it's just like, right, what the right. fuck? Like, no, yeah. if you don't do it this way, you're going to get fired. That's the that's how the world works. And if you don't practice, you don't put in the effort, you're not going to get on the field. You're not going to get on the field. You're not going to play, and you're not going to be championship. You know, you're not going to yeah. be that. Now, here's my thought on why participation trophy. There should be two different kind of leagues, and they are. And especially it manifested within, manifested within the last couple of years is that you should have those rec leagues that give them the participation trophy. Let me get your thoughts on that and thoughts. You guys also uh, listening, you can go to anchor.fm backslash chatmonious and you can leave a comment and we'll, we'll discuss it on the next episode, which nobody has done because nobody's, everybody's lazy because they're 90% is what, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but there's, there's two different kind of leagues. You, know, you got the park rec leagues, the participation trophies and pat them on the back. And then you have the, you know, the, the traveling leagues, the AAU leagues, the leagues that, you know, cost that play, play, you know, 11 months out of the year. I think those are the ones that shouldn't get, you know, those should be for the kids that are the next level that have the athlete, have the, the drive and the grit to do it. Those where the kids should go. Yeah, true. Exactly. Um, 
But those those leagues are becoming more and more scarce now, where it's it's almost exclusive to get on the 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 few local teams that most people have in their areas. Right. That'll you know because the the actual Remember when that was like something that you reached from playing normal, no, normal little league. Now it's something that you pay for just to have the chance to access that. Right, right. And we had like it was like another league up in on a hill, Cobra City Park. It was called Babe Ruth League, and we always thought that was the the higher echelon. That's where you wanted to go because that's the one. If you played well enough, I don't think you can play on the Little League World Series, but you can you can travel. Right, you get to the traveling team, the local area traveling team that proved that you were good enough to be on that team. Right. You know, but nowadays, people do that to escape the, you know, the whole soccer mom thing. Like when I when I would go with my sister to her soccer games, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, I didn't realize, you know, what's going on. I'm out there running around trying to keep myself occupied while she goes, she does her thing. Mm-hmm. As I viewed it as in a more conscious teenager, you know, in high school going to her soccer games, you see which moms are, are you know, that soccer mom type, you know, right. that, had the, that had their kid in the little one all the way, you know, to the little league all the way through high school. And, and which one, you know, she had her tent, you know, she has her, TP and all that, you know, she's out there for the long haul, you know, yelling at her, screaming at her kid. And then you have the mom who's got the cell phone out for an hour and, you know, and that kid's like just, you know, kicking the, the ball gets kicked to her and she kicks it away. You know what I'm saying? Right, just right. Steps, steps back in her spot. <laughs> exactly. And it doesn't have to be soccer. That's, that's every sport. That's, yeah, you know, that's every sport. That's, you know, that's the same kid who's just got his head down in the outfield, you know. I Mom. remember back then, man, coaching was the kids whose parents liked them. When I, when I coached uh, flag football, it used to be a, a ballpark. It was a parking lot and where it's like one way in, one way out. And we, could, we always practice right there because then we know we knew the kids, you know, right near the, the parking lot. We knew the kids. We knew they showed up, you know, they can get ready. And, you know, it was just an easy place to meet. And you love to see the kids just being dropped off. All right. Be back in an hour. All right, be back in an hour. All right, be back in an hour. I thought that was real detrimental because, you know, those, you know, you kind of want your parent. It's kind of a, you know, a double-edged sword, I guess you can, you know, as David Andrea says, sword. You know, it's a double-edged sword because do you want your parent to be there and be a jerk about it, be the soccer mom? Or would you rather them just show up, you know what I'm saying, rather than show up afterwards? I felt appreciated because, you know, in the end, there's no one else screaming your name. Right. You know, there's no roaring fans, no thousands of people. But to have someone hear somebody scream your name while you're out there, oh mm-hmm. man, it's a, it's uplifting. I don't know how many times where I was in the law, my mom yells at me and yells on that Clifford, get your hat out your ass. Mm-hmm. And then I pop up and then something happens and I do good. Right. You know, just that little snap wakes me up, just boom, I'm back in the game all of a sudden. You know, I'm paying attention. Clifford, get a hit. You know, I'm like, oh fuck, pressure's on. And as you get older in high school, and we'll, we'll talk about adult stuff, you know, coming up, is that in high school it wasn't about, you know, I, I, I don't think it was about the individual name because you got your name in the newspaper if you if you were well good enough, but it was more or less about the team. 
and within that circle of the team community, they were the ones that were your 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 crowd. You know, what I'm saying your hype man, your praisers, your critique, your critics. Right. I think that's more important than than the the general participation of yeah, you were there. You know, yeah, you came in ninth place. You know what I'm saying? It should be, yeah, what did you gain from that camaraderie from the team, that community that helps you bolster you so that you don't become those cats that show up to the job and don't, you know, want you to walk them through it? Well, again, you know, that goes back to the home, uh, to, you know, where, where are you getting your initial training? Is your initial training uh, automated or is it, you know, integrated? Is, is, is it involved, you know? Are, are you getting hands-on training at home or are you getting just do this and let me do what I'm doing? Right. That kind of, that kind of will translate into how life will operate later on. Can you take direction or are you self-operated? You know what I mean? Can you, are you, can you look at yourself or do you need someone constantly helping you and telling you what to do? Right. And, and, and you have to, and it's always been my, my thought is that, you know, up until the age of 14, you should be teaching, you know, and the age can be, it'd be arbitrary, I guess. But, you know, for me, it was like, okay, from, from birth to 14, you're supposed to be teaching. Right. You know, they should be, it's going to be repetitive, you know, hey, do this till I take out the trash, do this. Now, this is how you're supposed to do this. You're not supposed to wash your ass and you're supposed to wash your face first before you wash your ass. You know what I'm saying? It's just stuff like that. You just, you know, with the same washcloth, you know what I'm saying? You're supposed to trial and error. And I think, when, when you leave 14 and it becomes coaching because then you can refine those skills. You know, you can refine, you know, hey, instead of using the same washcloth, use a different one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Instead of, you know, and take out the trash in the morning when you're in a rush to go to school, why not do it the night before? You know, that's when you start coaching or you find a better way or you start wondering what their dynamics are, what their learning potentials or shortfalls are and you kind of guide it that way. And then after teaching, I mean, after coaching, that's it. You can't coach an adult. You can't coach a 20-year-old in life. No. You know what I'm saying? Once you become an 18 or adult, once you become of age, I don't like to call them adult. Once you become of age, you can't coach them anymore. They're on their own. They think they know it all, too. To right, be right. And we won't get into that, too, because that'd be a whole other yeah, podcast. That's a whole, that's a whole just lot. as you teach, just as you teach, and just as you coach, take out how many players just in, in professional sports that are just have all the talent but just uncoachable. Right. You know, and, and that, 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 does that really tie into participation? Trophies? No, but it ties into the overall need that if you're going to put your, 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 your kid, you know, your, your, your little one, girl or boy, and whether it be soccer, badminton, tiddly wings or whatever, it has to, if you want them to play, they have to be 100% engaged into it and want to do it. And if you're going to invest not the money but the time, you can't let it be about you. You have to let it be about the process they're going through. And that hopefully they'll have a nice community, a nice, you know, team where that can build their self, you know, build their, you know, self-esteem and their, you know, through peer pressure. Cause I believe it's not about, Hey, you know, you're the, you're the best in the world. Hey, here's a gold star for you. You should be, you know, you should be talked crap about. Right. You know, by, your peers, though. by your peers. Yeah. I'm saying, cause that, that what would mold you. I mean, you know, it's not bullying, you know, and we won't get into that either, but we're, we're talking, you know, there's, you know, you got the haters out there, whatever you want to call them. They got some dejectors. You got the people that just want to, you know, whether or not you were on fire and they, you know, put gasoline on, or they pour gasoline on water, they don't care. I'm talking about right. the, you know, you get, you weed that out, you learn to weed that out, but you don't do that now because those parents are the ones that are saying, you know what, you sitting out there, you went over three, you know, you, 
you basically destroyed the tees on the tee ball on the tee ball field. I'm sorry for rambling on so much. You just you destroyed the tees. You know what I'm saying? You the ball went between your legs, and the first thing you said was like, "Here's your oranges. Here's your you know here's your juice box." You did such great such a great thing today, and they think, you know, and I think I you know I brought up a couple. We talked about a couple like David Goggins. He said the one thing that got him into Navy SEALs was that the 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 Navy SEAL Admiral was like, "Yeah, these guys right here." don't celebrate mediocrity. Right. And I think we as adults, we have a tendency of doing so. We have a tendency of just celebrating the showing up. The minimum. The, yeah, the minimum. minimum. Yes. You know. Now, see, for me, the trophy as it was for me, when I saw that championship team go up to the I wanted that trophy. Why do you why do you think that was the the highest point of like whatever league you were in? Why do you how did you know was it because of the shininess of the trophy or is it because of the prestige that came about it? You just knew that that was the winner. They were the winners. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they got the biggest trophy. They won the most games. They won the championship game. You know, you knew that they won. You know, for right. me, I had I had to put in extra work to be just even as good as I was. I wasn't even all that great of an athlete. I had had my moments in football, but you know, I I had to to do the work. Like mm. there was no there was no skipping a day of practice or skipping a weight training day or anything. I had to do just to participate at the level where I could start. You know? Mm-hmm. At every level at every level that I played in any any sport, I was a starter, but not without effort. Right. My 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 physical physical gifts weren't weren't plentiful, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so for me to even participate at such a level, I had to put in work, and I found that out at a very young age. Yeah, you have to have that oyster mentality. You know, you have to you know that one piece of sand caused that pearl to show up because that you know the constant friction and the constant adjustment, you know, through that you know the grit of that sand made that pearl. And right. not everybody's going to make Pearl. Not everybody's capable of making Pearl. That's why I bring up the whole, there's going to be ditch diggers and they're going to be, you know, astrophysicists. That's just the way life is. And there's a lot of people in, and a lot of people in between. Yeah, but then as I say that, it, it translates into my life now. Mm-hmm. Whereas I knew that in order for me to be a starter when I was a kid to do to do those things, I had to do the weight room. I had to do the extra reps. I had to do the you know, the, the field training and the mm-hmm. ball training and all that. Well, it translated to work very well, you know. Now I do the extra 10% things that, that that the bosses noticed that had set me up above everybody else. You know, I shot up in the ranks at this new job very fast. <clears throat> and uh, it, it, I gotta say, it directly relates to that extra 10%. And I hope you don't mind me bringing it up. And we talked about this months ago when you first started. And yeah. you were and you were talking about, you know, you said I got to distinguish myself from everybody else. And you brought the plan about just thinking about better ways of doing things. Right. And how you wasn't even thinking about talking about, and I hope I'm not telling you know, telling a story out of school, but you weren't even worried about the monetary thing. You would just want them to understand that you know the job and, hey, I'm here to try to make it better and more efficient for you. When cats, right. like you said, in the participation trophy cats, just show up and waiting for five o'clock to show up. Right. Or oh, I'm just here for a paycheck. 
well, you know, can you at least can you at least put in some some seventy five percent effort? Because to me, showing up for just a paycheck, that's like, you know, no effort. If you're gonna just show up, you ain't not giving any effort. Yeah, and 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 yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Hunter. Then I was gonna tie it into another thing, but I think we should move on even to even move on to current time. Because if you think about just think about, you know, rewarding the process. The process, and think about a high school diploma. The high school diploma is not a participation trophy. It's an, but technically it is. Because technically you just did the bare minimum to graduate high school. If you got a C, if you got a 2.0, or in some cases not 1.9, you have the bare minimum to get, it, to, get it, to get that thing. But if you graduate valedictorian, then right. everybody knows you were up late studying. All you got time. that extra tassel, you know, you got that word, a different color smock and everything like that. Right, you get to talk up in front of the school and everything. But, you know, that's, I think that's what the diploma is, even for college, even, especially in college, it's, it's rewarding the process. It's rewarding those late nights. It's rewarding those, you know, extra study time you had to do, them extra days in the library, those times you didn't go out, stuff like that. And that translates into the job. It's that extra time of showing up extra 10 minutes early so, you know, you can, you know, use the bathroom, wash your hands, get yourself together and come out the road versus showing up at eight when you start at eight and really don't start till 8.15. We all do it. Hell, I did it. You know, I, I, I'm, we all seen office space. We all seen office space. I do just enough not to get fired in some instances because that's the way it is. That's the way life goes. But when, you, when you're at your best and you want to be at your best, it's not a participation. It is the big trophy. And the big trophy in adult is the raises, the promotions, the corner office. Right. Now, I always try to instill in my kids that were you better today than you were yesterday? Because if not, you know, then it's hard. You know, it's going to be hard. But if you find ways to improve yourself, did you do your extra 50 jumpers? Did you go, to, you know, take your dog for an extra long walk? Did mm-hmm. you? like that you know did you do that little extra bit that no one thinks that you're going to do right I agree and, and it has to be I mean that goes back to the community and the parent and the coaches that has to be the the, the caveat to putting everybody putting, putting these kids in these, these sports programs it's not the participation trophies it's what they can gain from their peer groups and from that community to help them become better when they become an adult right and I remember, and I remember going into high school, right? Just all oh, okay, starting high school, and I had found out at some point along the way that they rank you as a student, mm-hmm. like they, they give you a number, like this is the number one student, and then this is the the last student on the list. Yeah, like, you know, to me that that kind of blew my mind. Like, oh shit, man, I got a super late jump on this. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> well, now they, and I hate to say they dumbed it down, and for those that are, you know, my wife's been a teacher for almost thirty years. And I got some some teacher listeners. Now it's considered percentile. They don't want to put you in a like you're the top one percent. They call it you're in a top five percentile or top twenty percent. You know, so that way you're lumped in. You're not really known if you're first or the last in that percentile, but you're all into it. You're all in encompassing that one group. Yeah, man. I remember my high school had a number one through one through four hundred and ninety nine. It was a really ooh. Oh, I hate to see what I was in high school, but you know. <laughs> No. You know, you know, you know, but and now we go to I got a couple of thoughts before we wrap up this podcast. There's a couple of things that always I thought about 
when it comes to, you know, I wouldn't say whistification, but the participation trophy is that, all right, think of it this way. You're, you do MMA, your kids do MMA, and you go and you, you make it to one of these leagues or you make it to anything, we'll just say where money's involved. Shouldn't it be like a kumatai all or nothing type thing? Because isn't you losing and you getting $50,000 a participation trophy? Well, you know, that's dep- that depends because in, in the child version of it, because they do have the children jujitsu tournaments that end up being uh, really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sport in itself is, is inherently aggressive with the whole right. you know, grabbing and tugging. And then the kids figure out what's going on right away. You know, it, the, there, there's, there's no one who goes to these things unaware of what's about to happen. No children, no child goes into these things, even, even a beginner. Mm-hmm. You know? the, 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 the note of aggression is noticed very, very soon. Right. And then, so same thing with adults. It's just um, paying that money is, is a chance for the win. It should always be thought of as a chance for the win. Oh, hey, if I don't win, I'll still get this. But doesn't, but doesn't it go in a three-round fight or whatever? And we're just taking MMA for that fight. And you know you're getting your ass handed to you in the second round. You know you're not going to win. You know, in that mind, you're going, well, hell, at least I got $50,000. No. Never, ever. Have never, ever, ever I crossed crossed my mind that I'll get some kind of consolation prize. The thought in my head is I'm either going to win this or lose this. But shouldn't you in that same vein say, you know what, because I didn't win, I didn't give my best effort, you know what I'm saying, you know, then I I, I refuse this $50,000? Well, no, man need to eat. You know what I mean? Oh, well, well, a a child still needs to know that they're, 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 they're worthy of some type of uh, award if they do something isn't that the same premise? Right. Isn't that the, isn't that the same? Isn't that the same vein of fifty thousand dollar? Go ahead. I'm sorry. The laws should not be numb though. Like you, that, you're saying that, that participation trophies. You're saying that you're saying that unless you're a winner, you you know you shouldn't get a trophy. Right. That should be aspired to. You know, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, this is my opinion. Those trophies should be just done away with, and everybody gets shirts, and then whoever was the champion get the trophies, right? You know, or, or get something else, get the whatever, you know, something to say that they participated. But the trophies should be left something to be emulate, uh, aspire to, like right. oh, you know, we we want to work. Hey guys, next year, you know, we're all gonna come back next year. I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you in summertime on the playground. Or whatever, we're gonna work harder at it, you know. I had one or two buddies that we would do that because we were going to the same high school. We lived in the mm-hmm. same area. We would meet up and throw routes to each other, stuff like that. You know, as as fun as I thought that was, just running around with buddies, that was work for me. That was a workout. That ended up helping me become better towards, you know, the goal I had. Right. If there's not even some level of, hey, guys, let's go, you know, let's go to the, the, the park, you know, shoot around. You know, where, where, at what point you know, is the extra effort going to come from? Right, right, right. You know, because life, you know, it seems today that the people who who are succeeding are the ones who are doing that extra 10%. I agree, I agree. Or even 
plus 90, like 95%. You know, they got guys doing 95%, 93%, 97%. Yeah, Cliff, I hear what you're saying. You know, I, I think there is a thread between, you know, uh, millennials' efforts and the stigma they have and, and the participation trophy as a whole. But I also got to – also, we also got to remember that participation trophies were far more prominent in our, in our age. You know what I'm saying? In our growing up, in our youth sports activities. Don't you agree? Yeah, they were, but I would think they were as highlighted as they were now as as far as, like, an achievement. Like, you made it through the season as an achievement. <clears throat> but I just don't think, you know, the, the millennials nowadays are being uh, instilled the ethic of, you know, learning from failure. Right, because we're always telling them that they're, you know, they're extraordinary. And right. They're, they're the best and they're a winner. Well, hell, if everybody was a winner, and like I said before, if everybody's a winner, and everybody was extraordinary, there would be no extraordinary people, right? Right, because everybody would be exactly the same. But there are those few that, that don't want to be like everyone else and, you know, step their games up to achieve their goals. Right. And, you know, and, and, and as it should be, and I think as it was with us, you know, as you start off in the lower levels of sports, you know, you pretty much – you get the participation trophies. You know what I'm saying? As you get older in high school, you don't get participation trophies in high school. You don't get you don't. participation trophies in college. So by the time you become an adult, that whole participation trophy aspect should be weeded out. And that's why I think participation trophies should be heralded just as you put the Thanksgiving turkey drawing from your son or daughter on the refrigerator. That's what a participation trophy should be. Just right. a little keepsake of what happened. Right. And then that's how, that's how it works out now, because now it is only the cream that gets to go to college, that gets to go to the pros, you know, do it professionally. Right. Because there's no there's no coddling. There's no well, I guess there is. There's a degree, you know, coddling. Oh yeah, you don't think OBJ gets coddled or Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I just had to or you know, for that matter. Yeah, I had to think about that. It's it's just a matter no, but I hear I hear what you're saying though. It's just a matter of, you know, you coddle people like through high school. You know, you tell them they're the best, but you know, they have they have a certain skill or a certain attribute that's different from everybody else and you witness that. But when yeah. you tell an eight-year-old who, like you said before, is looking at butterflies on the grass, you know, looking up in the sky, your mom is yelling you across the thing, that's not extraordinary. That's just you being an eight-year-old kid. Right. And then that's, that's what, what you're supposed to do. And you get that participation trophy. It should not be, it should not be, uh, you know, hey, this is the best thing on earth. Let's go to, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese afterwards and celebrate it. No, it's just one of those things where you put up on the shelf and then sooner or later it goes into a toy box or it ends up in Goodwill somewhere, like you said. Right. You know, it was, it was, you know, when, when I had, you know, I had participation trophies amongst my accomplishment trophies, you know, and, and it helped dress up the shelf, you know, but those weren't the ones that I cherished. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If anything, I, you know, I fought, I fought my mom tooth and nail to keep the ones that I had achieved. Like you can toss those other ones out. But the ones where where I achieved greatness here, no, I want to keep these because they remind me of that season, those plays, the time with the friends, and all that. When you're winning, there's no, there's nothing like there's nothing like going through memories when you're going through a winning season. You know what I mean? All right, of course, and and that's where you start to remember. You don't look at it that you know you don't walk by, and if you still had the you know your parents still had your trophies on the shelf, you don't walk by and go, you know what? 
that participation trophy back in 87 when I played for the little Red Sox. We <laughs> yeah. were 13. You know what? I remember eating ice cream. You know, you don't even think that. You remember the times where you had that championship trophy and the adversity you went through and the camaraderie you went through and then the teamwork and all the other cliche quotes you can talk about as, as you know, as, as sports as you possibly can. Those are the things you remember. Right. And I think just as participation trophies, like I said before, goes in the waste bin or goes in the donation box, that's, you know, we should just we should just herald it as it being, hey, just a memory that, hey, you know, you participated in baseball, youth baseball, youth flag football for 20 years. I'm not, I'm not saying that 20 years, I'm not stupid. I'm saying for, for four or five years. It's like, yeah, this is my, this show that I showed up. This show that I at least, you know, I was there. But that's all it was. You were just there. Right. Because at some point you got to say, you know what, if Johnny, who's it, you're not saying you, Cliff. I was saying, you know, you out there touching butterflies. There's got to be a Johnny who's playing left field, who's cracking oh, no. home runs off the tee, you know, at you know, and still came in last place. He still gets a participation trophy too. Yeah, but the rest of those kids aren't hitting dingers. He's hitting dingers. Right. So he right. knows that as soon as he can, he's moving to a new team. <laughs> I was in a position like that too. I, hey, so I was a hitter and runner. You know what I mean? I didn't hit dingers, but I got on base. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, so, you know, as we wrap up, you know, this, uh, this hopefully we're not punishing millennials too much or people or people no. who see participation trophies. I think we just, and we both agree and disagree on some things. You know, some of, the, some of the things you said are definitely valid. You know, I just think what it is is that we as, you know, the baby boomers, you know, the ones, our parents, were the ones that, you know, witnessed through war and achievement and, and the industry and stuff like that. And remember our, us Generation Xers, we were the ones that's supposed to be unguided and directionless and rudderless you know what i'm saying but and i think what we did as as parents and i'm not saying all but most of us is that we made these participation trophies the simple fact of showing up the best thing that they, they can do and we should celebrate that and i don't you know i think we both agree that's just not cool no yeah yeah i have so, to agree to that yeah so we can you know from now like i said you got some sons and some daughters so when your son and daughter brings that fourth place trophy on, which I hope they always win championships, you know, I wish success across the board, but they will bring home some participation trophies. You're going to dump them in the trash. No, not straight in the trash. I mean, the eventuality is in the <laughs> trash, but, <laughs> you know, but an explanation is needed as to why, you know, they're, they're saying thank you for paying your fees and, and joining us for the whole season. Here's here's the result of your fees. Here's your receipt. <laughs> here's your receipt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Whereas the kids who did up an extra, you get, you know, the money, the extra money that was spent. You know, you get the little ribbon, you get a trophy, you get a t-shirt or whatever is handed out, championship, league cha- league champions, you know. Right. Yeah. That yeah. should be something to be aspired to, not not just written off as or oh, it's okay. You know, you didn't even though you didn't do the work necessary to get there, you're still a champion kind of attitude, you know? Right. That, that's not how, that's not how great work ethic is formed, in my opinion. And I would oh. just like to see more, more kids coming up. Cause you know, as I, as I progress in my future, I see a lot of, a lot of youngsters and how they act, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking that's how, that's who's going to be directing, you know, us later. The scary part is they're going to have kids. I wonder how they're going to turn out. 
Right, exactly. And then I had seen something, I mean, it says, um, we were the last generation to live without the cell phone, you know, to have a childhood without the cell phone. Right. But we are the first generation to figure out that we can give our phones to the kids and they'll shut up. Damn, that's the hell of a way to end this podcast. <laughs> Hashtag facts. Thank you so much, Cliff, man, for being a part of this, man. I really appreciate it. And, you know, we're going to have you on soon. I know we got other things to talk about. So thank you so much for giving your time this morning. Hey, no problem, man. I enjoyed this whole thing, man. This is great. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the Storytime Podcast. It's Chapmonious. If you're interested in leaving any questions or you got any concerns or you got any feedback, uh, go to anchor.fm backslash Chapmonious Storytime, and uh, uh, I'll be glad to answer. Thanks, Cliff, man. You have a good day. All right, man. You too, brother. Thanks.